what up y'all my goodness that was that was a lot we are talking nxt um we're talking all things nxt coming up next 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 0 women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet man i had a little bit of brain fart because in la uh it's raining like crazy and they send a whole storm and now i'm like how am i gonna go and eat but that's that's a personal problem uh we're here to talk about nxt and all things nxt vengeance my goodness i am not alone i, th- I think he likes us i think because he keeps coming back i invite him back he keeps coming back shout out to kyle kyle's in the building what's good how you doing I'm doing all right. I'm still alive. I'm not doing as bad as Trick is right now, but uh, we'll get into that. That part. <laughs> that, part that part. And I mean, she's pulling double duty, y'all. She she do it. She doing the NXT. She's doing uh, WFT Live, and now she's here for our post show. Welcome, honey. How you doing? You're. I am fantabulous. I'm oh my fantabulous. goodness! So she's much to talk about. She's ready to go. I know that part. That first off, it's ready to talk about the whole show. The fact that I mean, it was that two and a half hours, a little, little over two and a half hours. I think about that was that. a good, nice, um, nice round for like um, PLEs. Like, what do you think? Do you guys prefer the longer ones? Do you like the shorter ones? What, what y'all feeling? I think the only ones that should be longer are the big ones. Like Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, that kind of stuff. The regular ones, if they stayed around two and a half hours, three hours, I'd be straight. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do any more, any less. It was perfect. It was a good meal for me. There it is. I I agree. It's still enough time for me, I think, to battle battle the weather to figure out what I'm going to eat. Again, clearly. (laughs) Um, But let's get into um, our first match, the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals, Barrett Corbin. And a broad breaker versus Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. What do you guys think of this match? Ladies first. I absolutely um, dug the wolf dog entrance. I love the comedic aspect behind Broadbreaker and um, Baron Corbin that they've given us a little bit of comic relief. I didn't think that it was possible for the both of them together, but it, they were they pulled it off really well. I. I um, Kudos to uh, there was there was a few things in there that I wrote a little notes about so I can remember. But uh, uh, this is awesome chant. Twenty minutes in or fifteen minutes in already in, starting with that match, Chef Kiss. Kudos to them for that. Um, I I think a lot I, th- I think a lot of people noticed a, a little uh, spot with Braun Breaker where he almost got caught by the rope and just kept on going like a G. So mm-hmm. I, I I I believe I believe Braun Breaker is an absolute dog all pun intended for doing that and 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 keeping it going and but but now on the other side of it it's like who do you have to blame for the loss and who should be held accountable for for the loss on the on the other on the other side for trick and carmelo and obviously we know by the end result what exactly it was (laughs) but I, i i absolutely adored this whole match it was a great start it was a good little appetizer into into the to the event and give me more. Give me more wolf dogs. Congratulations to them. 
Yeah, I thought, um, I mean, well, and we'll get into obviously the ending because the ending was a, was a swerve, uh, no pun intended with that. Um, but I thought, you know, he but when Trick buckled his knee a little bit, I knew that that was going to play into the last match. Um, but the question is, do you think that if they won, if Trick and Mello won, it would have been a different outcome? Or do you think either way what we got was was going to be planned? I'm gonna be honest. Go, oh, going into that one, I'm gonna be mm -hmm. honest. Going into that one, I already thought that Mello was gonna turn, and I felt like, honestly, I felt like it was gonna happen exactly how it happened. I didn't know who was gonna do what, but I just thought that what's gonna happen, especially with both matches being in the same night, I felt like there was only really one way that that could play out. Something had to happen in the first part, and then once I realized that that match was the first match. And obviously the championship match is going to be the last match. It's like bookends. Like, I'm mm -hmm. just like, there's got to be something that happens and sure as shit. Now, I almost wondered if Trick would get pinned so that Mello could be like, oh, you know, you were so worried about your title match that you, you know, you cost us that. But then when Mello got pinned, I was like, oh, this is going to even, this is going to make it even worse because now he's like the uh, sour grapes, shit eating heel. You know what I mean? So I think it played out exactly how it should. Yeah, I don't know because I felt like, uh, yeah. We'll we'll get into we'll get into the very end of it. Um, it's hard to not get into it's hard to get into this yeah. detail without even talking about the ending, but the ending exactly. was a event. So, but it all yeah. coincides. <laughs> yes. Um. But a uh, shout out to our uh, informational officer, officer Bosa in the chat, as well as our unofficial official producer Dylan. I know it's like early there for you, or is it, or is it late? I don't know. Where, where, wherever the time is in Australia, this, these time zones, man, Jesus. Um, but shout out to you guys uh, for sure. Um, so, I, so I guess because obviously we didn't do a pre-show to this, did you expect this outcome for this particular match, or were you surprised? As far as the tag team match itself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, did you think was, that Daniel, did you think Trick and Mello were gonna win, or did you think Braun and um, Baron were gonna win? Part of me was hoping that Mello and Trick were gonna win, but I also wanted the result that we got because we at with since October we saw this building up, and mm -hmm. I, I I personally was pleasantly surprised with uh, Braun Breaker and uh, Baron Corbin winning. I mean, it's another notch on Baron Corbin's belt in NXT. He looks like a veteran. And it makes Braun mm -hmm. Breaker look strong, and he's obviously, no pun intended, but becoming the next big thing. Too soon. <laughs> I mean, um, Braun Breaker's been money, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think is going to be next for for Baron? Do you think um, you know they're going to play this out, and then he's going to go up to the main roster, or do you think he's going to spend more time on the next NXT? I, I think they're think just using just this as a spot for him to be down there. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. He wasn't really doing anything on Raw or SmackDown for a while. I mean, honestly, mm -hmm. I think we're at a point now where NXT has kind of become like, <clears throat> I feel like NXT's gotten to a point where, yeah, you can still call it developmental and all that stuff. That's cool. But at the same time, like when you've got a guy like Baron Corbin, who, like we've all talked about, outside of winning the world championship, I mean, has done pretty much everything he can do in NXT. And it's given mm -hmm. a way for him to kind of have like a new fresh coat of paint, kind of. Because remember, the last Baron Corbin that we saw on the main roster really was the 
the high rolling casino gambler guy. And so yeah. now this kind of makes a mix of what we saw from the original Baron Corbin, which was the lone wolf, which originated in NXT. And then for My him to go, Baron Corbin. you're not wrong. That entrance was sweet. And the, the, the uh, entrance song was badass. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that being said, I just feel like this was a way to kind of give a mix of both so that whenever he does go back up to the main roster, you know, it's a different look and it'll turn fa- it'll, I don't want to say make fans forget because let's be honest, wrestling fans remember everything, but uh, you know, I think this will make it so that when he goes back to the main roster, he's not going to be looked at as like a joke. And I think for Braun, I mean, I think like, like uh, honey just said, you know, there's uh, the, um, for him to have a guy like Baron Corbin to be like that last feud, which I kind of feel like this is what this is setting it up to, to where, okay, they're cool right now. They won the Dusty Classic, and then they'll end up fighting each other. I would be willing to bet you at Stand and Deliver at some point. And I How think at that point, right. And then I think at that point, then Braun goes to the main roster. I think everybody that's been watching, or if you've been watching NXT for a while, I think Braun is ready as it is, I liked uh, a couple of things that stood out to me. I liked uh, the shout out to his uncle Scott with the pushups, and oh God, uh, yeah. just like the little the little things. Like I mean, for that guy being so quote unquote young in the business, man, that dude, that dude just he gets does it. stuff. He right, gets it. he just does stuff in the timing, and it's like the little things you see him do. Like I just said, like with his uncles and stuff like that. You know, like you can see that there's an influence there, whether whatever you think of the Steiners, obviously I'm from Detroit. So the Steiners are always cool with me minus all that bullshit at WrestleCon. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like I said, I can just see so much of that in Braun. I think he's going to be, and I love seeing him at the rumble, whether that was just like a last minute thing. Like we talked about the last time I was on here where, you know, people were saying that he replaced Brock or whatever, whatever the reason was with him being in the rumble, he looked like he should be there. You yeah. know what I mean? He didn't right. look oh, yeah. out of place. He didn't look like he was like a step behind. And like he talks about all the time, when that guy spears somebody, it looks like he's knocking the hell out of him. So I'm sure that'll <laughs> translate fine to the main roster. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. There's a, yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's another young star that's just destined for greatness. He's going to touch gold. Everything he touches is going to turn to gold. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think we talked about this for or the Royal, the Royal Rumble post show. Um, there's so many NXT is no longer kind of that next level up to an extent because there's just everybody's just, I would say, I don't know, as far as percentage wise, like 60% of the roster can go to the to the main roster right now, like they Absolutely. have their characters and all that, all that stuff, which is very really different than where it was like five years ago um so uh definitely i think he's he's ready for that um that takes us to our second match which was the no disqualification match what do you guys think about this one i've been a big fan of joe gacy for a long time i've been watching joe gacy since he was in evolve and in a group with eddie kingston and all those guys down there like that dude that dude's been good for a long time. I'm not going to lie. It kind of threw me off a little bit that he's still coming out to the, uh, to the schism song. I had to think of the name for a second, but, uh, 
Like I was like, can we give my man some like different different music, especially with Ava being the uh, the general manager and stuff? Like, can we just like change that a little bit? But I love the match. I'm also a big fan of DiJack, another guy I've been watching since he was with the guy from here in Detroit, Truth Martini and Ring of Honor, which is where most people really kind of saw DiJack become DiJack before he got it to NXT. But again, DiJack's another guy like uh, um, Baron Corbin for me. Like, mm-hmm. him going down to NXT, dude, they turned him back. Like, again, shout out to our show, Knockouts and Three Counts. We just got to talk with Mace about uh, Retribution and all that stuff. Uh, and my thing with that is Dijak was another one of those guys who was kind of tied up in there. So, again, he comes down to NXT, gets to have these matches where it's reminding people of what Dijak can really do. Again, another positive of the fact that NXT – is doing as well as they did. As far as the match, I thought the match was good. And even in the way they did the finish with Gacy laying up smiling after he was knocked out, I think this still doesn't do Gacy a lot of damage in the loss either. So I think, yeah. again, another good match for them. Yeah, he, I, I mean, that, that one, one part where um, he was hanging upside down, he almost had that Joker smile. I'm just mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, and when you when you're kind of off the hinge on like that, like it's it doesn't matter where you win or lose. So that's it was a good, it was a good position that way. Where especially you if you're coming out, of, especially if you're coming out of a dumpster and you reach your head out and say, "Oh yeah, sure, no DQ sounds great. Why not?" Like, and then just go right back in, and then you find some toys to freaking use for the match. Why not? Yeah, I love me an unhinged character. I love Joe Gacy. I love this version of Joe Gacy so much more than I did when he first came into NXT. I honestly didn't watch him before beforehand, but I saw him when he came into NXT and, and I love everything that I've seen from him. And tonight especially was giving me lots of shades of Terry Funk-ish, Mick Foley-ish, uh, yeah. Kevin Owens-ish, you know, like all into one. And it was just very, um, very brutal. I love the brutality. And, and the intensity and, and, and Dijak is the same way. And I'm I'm surprised that they got him they got him winning clean like that. But like you said, it doesn't matter with Joe Gacy because he's a, that unhinged character. Like look at back at with Mick Foley and guys like that. Man when he's mankind, it didn't matter win or loss, he was still coming after you. So I th- and I don't and I absolutely think that this is not gonna be the last time we see them. Yeah. Uh I want I, I want more of that. <laughs> Bosa saying, I thought no DQ uh, should have been on the pre-show. It was just there. Gacy reminds you of Mankind 2.0, which you just said he loves pain. Um, yeah. Um, Same way, Blake, Dylan, Joe. <laughs> D- Dylan saying that they should team up. I mean, that would be an interesting pairing. Um, Love no, Brock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock saying, thank you. Welcome, welcome to, well, I mean, obviously there's two channels. Welcome to both channels. Uh, the main event was obviously the match of the night. I agree uh, with you know, and I'm always for the women, but this that that last match was just oh, crazy. dude, that was a um, banger. Yeah, oh, oh, I, with, every match, every match was honestly. Yeah, uh, with the but they had me thinking good. Trick was gonna win, and I went into this going like, dude, there's gonna. I literally, if you look at my Twitter <laughs> at Detroit Knockout, you can literally see it. I said, bro, there's gonna be some funny business, and sure as shit, two seconds later after I said that. Again, like yeah. I said, we yeah. talked about this. Brock can tell you because he watches our show all the time. Um, I've been saying for a while I thought it was coming. But again, this shows why NXT being in the spot that it is, is such a great thing. Because now, even if it is Carmelo's last feud, okay, so 
Trick's going to look even better because Carmelo was Carmelo was the guy that Trick is essentially replacing his spot. Like right. he's the big baby face now. So he's going to get yes. that one last feud with a guy who he knows real well and a guy who you know is going to make him look like a million bucks. However, that ends up playing out the same mm-hmm. thing with what we're seeing in the women's um, in the women's uh, match with Roxanne and all them. I think she's another one that's going to be going up soon. I mean, I think mm-hmm. everybody's been saying that for a while. And I think the way that they finish that match, too. Again, if you look at the finishes, that's the other thing that's real telling uh, with a lot of stuff. You can see that there's, I don't want to say that it doesn't seem like there was a lot of, not a lot of thought put into it before, but it just seemed like when it was NXT 2.0, like it just seems so out of the box that some of the stuff didn't make sense to where, like, if you look at that match, even with the way it finished, okay, mm-hmm. but we obviously got to get into the role of ice and all that stuff, but just the yeah. way that Roxanne still looks strong. You know what I mean? Even though she mm-hmm. quote unquote lost, she still got her gripe. She still got her heat. She still got everything else. And now you've gotten to plug two more people in. But just like I say, I've just noticed a lot of those little points throughout the show. For sure. For sure. Um, that takes us to our um, match number three, the mixed tag team match, the family versus OTM. Um it, it, I have a little gripe with them, I mean, I, and I, I kind of understand why they do this. But, I mean, there's so many other promotions that are on TV. Um, actually, I'm lying. There's probably only TNA who does this that's actually on TV versus other promotions who do this, like, on the indie scene. Um, why does it have – and we saw a little bit of it, so they're, they're coming. But why does it always have to be, okay, well, the women tagging the women, they have to go against each other. And I know the – the, the, the reason behind it years ago is because it, it seemed or it appeared to be, um, you know, violence against women. However, there when you come in the ring, my opinion, you're a wrestler. Like, whether you're a woman or a man, you're a wrestler. So, to me, it's just like, if you're going to have the mixed, let them fight. Like, I want to ne- see, I like, want to see it, that. It was never a problem when, you know, they had rest in peace, China in the Royal Rumble or facing Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental title. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I I feel you on that. I feel you on that gripe, but I understand it too. So I've got no problem with the women getting in there with the men, but I feel like in 2024 with how everything is so politically correct on so many Mm -hmm. things, I think, and sensitive. I think that if you were to let a woman go in there in the WWE, I think the way WWE looks at it is if, something happens or something looks like a man just beating the hell out of a woman, even though it's wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think in TNA and smaller companies, I think that they have a little bit more longitude latitude for that kind of stuff. If you know what I mean, where I feel like WWE right. looks at it in a more of like a, a corporate type thing. That's why I don't think yeah. we'll ever really see that again, but I agree with you. It's definitely in a situation like that. It's definitely uh, something that would help with the match, but I got to say, Miss Parker, for the first time, she was in the ring, and uh, I forget. I'm drawing a blank on the uh, the name for the girl on uh, the oh, D'Angelo Adrian, family. Adri- side. Adriana Rizzo. Yeah, <laughs> man, I like. I I got down with both of it. I think they got two new stars over there. Although yes. I think it's kind of funny how they just added her with scripts in them without the mud. Because I kind of thought when uh, she came in, I thought she was just gonna like be like, "Yo, lose this motherfucker." But now they got like the whole they got the whole joint. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But now 
you've got two factions in NXT too. So, yeah, two very strong factions indeed. Honestly, I kind of knew that the that the D'Angelo family would stand tall. But however, I was very impressed all around with OTM. They are studs for sure, and they are definitely they definitely have a bright future ahead of them. For, mm -hmm. And, and I, I love the sneak attack opening because you know. Sometimes you gotta you gotta get out gotta, gotta go through the back door to get to get in their face if you need to and it was a lot of action in the match as well it was just nonstop throwing somebody around the girls were cat fighting it, it was it was mm -hmm. it was it was insanity and I, I absolutely loved it but um, congratulations to the family for retaining those titles and and, and I'm surprised that they're sticking with that because honestly I didn't see. Uh, the family thing going going too far, but I'm I'm quite enjoying it, and they're building stars along the way. So, and that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. When I I mean when they first started, I mean I don't know about you. I I am a fan of the Godfather in all things. Oh, but then of it was just kind of like, how is this going to play out um, in this in the time that we are now? Uh -oh. You know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of like. We're sensitive, but we're not like certain things we're allowed, certain things we're not allowed, and all this other things. Um, but I absolutely love it, and I feel like they're fine as they continue. They're finding that line where it doesn't cross over to be cheesy because they're close to it. But it almost not did. It all. It almost no. did. Yeah, I feel you on that. It, it definitely almost did. But I, one one thing with the D'Angelo family, but my my husband's Italian, so he he disagrees with the ponytail. And the beard. He's like, you gotta be clean shaven and wear a suit. Where's the like? I don't. I, only thing your goons wear the track suits. You're the you're the don. You gotta wear the suit. So my husband Actually, makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I was watching. This is off topic, but kind of on topic. Uh, He's a godfather. Uh, yeah, Gotti. Uh, they did a documentary, and he was the one prior to him. He prior to him, the era before him, they were wearing track suits. And then he was the one who brought like the bosses are the worst they wear suits. So um, you know, I got into a whole neck ne check it out on Netflix. It's, it's quite fascinating. I, I get I get I guess it's like a it depends on which the era you were in. My husband came from the suit era. <laughs> so watch the suit era. He said Don Corleone. <laughs> there it is. Um, what do you think? What do you think, Kyle? You you for you for the family, you you I mean it's I think it's something that they've made work at this point. I'm not going to lie. At first, the mm -hmm. ch choice is kind of funny to me because, I again, uh, our show covers the combat sports side of things as well, too. So the fact that they were, like, acknowledging that Tony D'Angelo is, like, a wrestling standout and that's why they put him in the WWE was kind of funny to me because they would still go to that during his matches, yet they're trying to portray him as, like you guys said, the Godfather-esque. Uh, character. Not that I'm saying that if you're affiliated with the mob or anything, that that means you can't like wrestle no. or whatever right, either. Right, right. But I just That's found it kind of funny. I was like, right, we're playing this whole Godfather gimmick out, you know what I mean? It just kind of was funny to me. But uh, I think that's one of the ones that's done well. I think the vignettes have done well. I think them trying to do those things have kind of connected the tissue. Um, to be honest, out the uh, out the mud, I feel like has gotten a lot better too. Because the first couple times they were on NXT, I'm like, "Yo, these dudes are a little clunky." Like they got mm -hmm. the look, but they're a little clunky. Um, and but this time, I feel like, like I said, the full unit of them with scripts. Um, I just hope that this works out for scripts too. Because I'm not gonna lie, that was another thing that threw me off at first. I'm like, "Wait a minute." 
weren't you just Reggie and then you were like the luchador guy and now we're like back to just like square one so like where are we going with this one but uh I'm just saying these are these are just my thoughts these are, <laughs> but you know what I mean uh I think they've done a good job of pulling them all together in general I think adding Jada Parker helped them the same way that stacks and um his helped her you know what I mean so I feel mm-hmm. like all together the group's as a whole helped them once they added the extra members, because at first I was kind of like, yo, like, what are we doing with this stuff? But the match itself was pretty good. Uh, I think they'll probably have them fight each other for a while. I, I think slowly, but surely what, we, what, what I'm realizing now is the buildup for the family and OTM was basically about putting the woman's touch on it because ever since they came in, that makes the, sense. the game, the, the story completely changed with them. And it, yeah. and it's like you said, they're putting other stars over. And Tony D and Channing Stack Lorenzo seem to have the tag team division on lock right now. So if they're going to keep it that way, they might as well just throw whatever else they can in just to see what they could mix up and come up with. Speaking um, of the Brock- tag team division, bro, and then what they're saying in the comments with the what Brock's saying in the vignettes, man. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. The one that they did with Idris Sanofi and that I forgot what the blonde girl's name is. Oh, my God. I was like, man, all right, now this one's a little corny. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. So for our folks who are listening, so Brock asks, uh, is it me or are there too many vignettes and backstage segments on NXT? And I actually, um, I think if you watch wrestling all the time, it may be. However, I think they use the vignettes in the backstage to build the characters that we now love now. Because it's not like, you know, um, the main roster where you either know them from the indies or they've been, you know, around WWE for the last five, six, seven, eight years. You know what they're about. You know the, whether they're heel or not. You know their backstory, et cetera, et cetera. Some of these right. people are literally new to the business and or they're changing up their characters. So it's kind of a testing ground because um, when you get to the main roster, then you have to show that character in the ring. So, you know, some parts of NXT, it's like, okay, it's definitely uh, beyond the next level. But then some parts, it's, it's, a, it's a training ground. So when you watch those vignettes, you're connecting to that person. Therefore, you either hate them or love them. So that's where the vignettes right. come in um, versus if it was just, just the matches. So I understand where you're coming from with that. But I think it's because they're kind of building tomorrow's stars that we they want they they want us to grow with the stars too because when we're obviously we're going to get to the, the main event match but i guarantee we're going to be talking about that main event match and what happened for years we're going to reference oh, yeah. that for years oh, um yeah. and that wouldn't have come about unless they were able to tell that the, the long story and that's the great thing about no NXT. i agree with that part 100 percent. i think uh you know it's ironic like not uh to do with nxt vengeance day but i was literally just talking about this with somebody earlier today like one of the biggest things that i missed from when i was a kid watching wrestling so like the uh 2000 to like in 98 to 2001 era of wrestling they had the most badass vignettes like go back and watch the wrestlemania 17 vignette with oh. Limp Biscuit my way on it. Oh. That shit was badass. <laughs> or, or, you know what oh I mean? These God. videos that they used to put together would make oh. you want to watch the pay-per-view, would make you, you want to watch the match. And See? that's why songs like that were so classic, because I still play my way to this day. I don't care. Facts. That, that or the one that, or the one, I forgot which one it was, but I'm almost positive it had to be a WrestleMania that, that they did 
um, Creed, My Sacrifice. We j- I just watched like, that today. It was for part of WrestleMania 18. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's just beautiful. It's like you had, you had to be there. You had to be there. It was a time. It was a time. Um, these kids today will know. These kids. Um, See, he knows. <laughs> that brings us to match number four. Next, he's women's championship. Lyra Vampiri versus Roxanne Perez. With a little bit of a little shenanigans coming towards the end. So what do you guys think of this match? I love a twist. I love, believe me, I love me a twist to the story. And Lola Vice is the perfect amount of spice that you need because she was holding on to that contract and we were wondering when it was going to happen. I guess it was, it was, it was a matter of time. Um, sometimes a failed cash-in can be pretty nasty business, but in this case, I still think it make, it kept Lola strong and it kept uh, Roxanne strong in, at the end of the match anyway, because obviously we saw what happened afterwards. They were still cat fighting in the back and, and I love, a good cat fight because now that we have two hungry women for a title and and lyra valkyria could just sit back and relax and just enjoy the show or she could be a part of it again like i could see that match going again that that was a hell of a match and i heard a stat that vic joseph said on there that if roxanne perez would have won she would have joined two other women who are the only ones in history who have won the NXT title more than once. Those other two women were Shayna Baszler and Charlotte Flair. And Roxanne Perez would have been in good company if she did win, but I think they make it juicier, especially when they, because it's still a title that she has not lost. Right. So that you're gonna, you need you need to give her some more hunger. You need to make her a little bit feistier. I need, need her to go a little hard because now she's truly got nothing to lose. She just got screwed. And and Lola Vice didn't help the situation. Um, she was smart though. I mean, I got I gotta give it to her. She I gotta give her E for effort. Um, I mean, yeah. I feel I feel I, I definitely feel you because it's like when I thought she cashed in or or I guess cashed in, um, I thought Lola was gonna take it and then she didn't, and then I'm really wondering mm-hmm. what they're gonna do with her. Um and I I, I definitely agree it's it, she it's definitely still strong, but I don't know. I didn't like, I, I, just wanted, I guess I just wanted a one-on-one, but I kind of see like if Roxanne won, I think I, I'm partial to Roxanne. That's probably what it is. Um, yeah. So I, I, this makes sense um, because I think Kyle, I don't know if you said it before we started or at the beginning that Roxanne is kind of bound for the main roster. Um, and we all know after WrestleMania, that's kind of when the big things do happen. Um, so, you know, her being champion wouldn't necessarily make sense in that. So um, I was okay with it. I think from it, so on a business level, it was great. On a personal preference, I would have want, I would have wanted Roxanne to win. I'm not going to lie. I did like the, te- I liked the hard hitting in the beginning and the technicality between the two women. Cause it, it was, it was, it, it was, it was like more of a, it wasn't so much of a flashy match until Lola really came in, honestly. But they was the girls were giving it all they got, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, I know for sure it, 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 it would have been even on both sides, no matter what, if Lola Vice didn't get get involved. Um, I think both. I, I think Roxanne still has the potential to win, and Ly- Lyra. I mean, I'm surprised. I, I didn't think that Ly- Lyra was going to make it this far, but she's holding her own, and I, I give her kudos mm-hmm. for that. But I could definitely see this going further with these women. 
What do you uh, What do you think, Carl? So, look. Besides the fact that she's fine, I've been a fan of Lola Vice before she ever came in. I'm just saying what it is. Look, bro. But I'm just saying, I was a fan of hers before she ever got into wrestling because I was watching her when she was in Bellator MMA. Like, a lot of people are like, who is this chick? I'm like, bro, she's not going to come in here and just be a bum because, like, we've Mm -hmm. talked about other times when I've come on the show. Um, Like, we just talked about uh, this with Miranda Maverick, who is fighting in UFC 298. Uh, in a week or so she was training to be a pro wrestler while she was still fighting in the UFC like those that come over from the world of MMA I feel like pick this up as long as they have that charisma effect and to your guys both of your guys points anyone who watches Lola Vice sees that she don't care about being on camera she's got that spice and the flavor and all that kind of stuff with it and where a lot of them it takes them a while to get a personality for you know wrestling because you look at it, and how many do you see? I mean, okay, Lash Legends won. I feel like before they put her with the uh, metaphor, and she started to have those matches, and then started to have her talk in the segments and all that stuff with uh, uh, whatever. I can't think of the name of Noam Dar's uh, show, but the little talk show segment that he's got. I feel like those things are the things that gave her the chance to be able to talk so that right. she was able to show that she could talk. Where look at what they've already done with Lola with the whole thing with uh, Electra Lopez. Mm-hmm. You know, it's clear who they were trying to say was the star out of that one. So I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit surprised by the fact if it were me, I would have waited till somebody was down and pulled some edge type shit and uh, made mm-hmm. sure I won the title. But uh, I think it was a good chance for her to come in and they insert inserted her. And I think going forward, they're going to be able to say, look, there you go. Dylan had it. I couldn't think of it. Supernova Sessions. Uh, but with that said, um, I think that this puts Lola Vice right in the title picture. Obviously, I think mm-hmm. she's got to be on NXT for a long time. But now just the fact that she was in there with those names, like you said, TK, I think uh, Roxanne's been one of the best they've had in NXT for a while. So now mm-hmm. you've inserted her with them and now she's uh, separated from Electra too. So now you can make her the the single star that I think they want her to be uh, on the main roster. As far as Roxanne and Lyra, um, I think it's another good match for Lyra because uh, Lyra, you know, I've listened to her stuff. Shout out to past guest of our show, Dave LaGreca and Busted Open. You know, that was like her first interview. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like with Lyra, she's learning a lot of this stuff on the fly. Obviously, she's the champion. But I think she's going to be down there for a while. And to get in there with talents like Roxanne Perez and stuff like that is only going to make her a better champion and get her ready for the main roster. But like I said earlier in the show, I kind of think Roxanne after WrestleMania is kind of bound for the main roster. All in all, I think it was a good match for everybody involved. Although I got a feeling that Lyra Valkyrie is going to end up heel out of this with Tatum Paxley. Yeah, there's yeah, there's something going on with that. Um, and so Kyle, maybe because we definitely know Sed is watching uh, the show, so maybe you felt the same <laughs> way as Sed. Uh, Dylan has put it in video version, so let us know. What's going on? Doctor. I'm done. Cut the show. I'm done. Take me off. Wasn't quite in that form, but I knew you were going to try to roast me once I said that. 
but uh hey is what it is <laughs> ain't no shame um, in my game i'm single it's good i ain't got nobody to answer to <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh my goodness oh my goodness um yeah you that's watching this you sitting on the couch staring at the screen not knowing what you want to do like this is an online college are you tired of wearing shirts that make you look like an extra stuck in catering? Do you want to step your wrestling swag game up to the next level? Then Women's Wrestling Talk has got you covered. Like, literally. Are you for life in pink or black and white? Or maybe you're the EST and people need to respect you accordingly. Want to put some pride in your stride and show off the muscle in your hustle? Then make sure you check out the WWT store. Not now, but right now. All right? What you waiting for? Head to www.talkpodstore.com and don't make me fight you. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Oh, goodness. Um, I want no problems. Dylan saying I knew I had the, to make the video the second little lost. I mean, <laughs> said, it's probably, said it's probably crime. We'll see if he shows up tomorrow. Um, with I that just think it said, makes it even the- funnier that we figured that you found out by me coming on this show that they'd actually been on our show like a long time, like long time before you and I ever met. So it's funny how small. I know. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's the beauty about wrestling. It's it's small and big at the same time. I mean, when when um, and this is a little off, but not really. When we started women's wrestling talk, I, like in 2017, I was so afraid that we were going to run out of women to interview. And it's like right before the pandemic and then going out of the pandemic, it was just kind of this explosion. And it's so amazing to see just so many women um, getting into wrestling and, you know, just seeing where it is now. So, um, yeah, shout out to shout out to your show. Shout out to, was it Detroit or Chicago? Where did we meet at? Where did we meet I'm at? I'm out of Detroit. No, but where did I, was it Chicago that I met you? Oh, yeah, yeah, Chicago, Starcast. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to AEW and... Here we are. Now, uh, Dylan, now Kyle is subject to some of our shenanigans. Um, Wrestling brings people together. There it is. Uh, That will bring us to our next. This was actually a really great match, too. The NXT North American Championship, Obafemi versus Dragon Lee. What do you guys think of this match? Palette cleanser for sure. I was expecting expecting nothing less from these two because they're both flash, flare, and, and larger than life. Um, obviously Dragon Lee being the, getting the torch passed from Rey Mysterio. And then you have Oba Femi who just came in and just swept everybody. Um, it was definitely the powerhouse match. Oba Femi is an absolute beast. Like he is undeniably a future great. Uh, and, um, I, I figured Dragon Lee would lose. Because he is on the main roster, I believe, um, and I, I just think that match was very effortless for what it was, and it was good because we've seen them fight before, and they put mm-hmm. on a banger match on Tuesdays, and um, now I just wonder, I just wonder what's next for Oba Femi, who's going to try to take that title away from the, that beast? Because I don't think that's possible anytime soon. <laughs> um, Brock saying Brock has a lot of hot takes today. Uh, yeah, Brock always comes in hot on the chat, dude. <laughs> Everything <laughs> that almost should have, almost should have been, or should be. So, what, what do you think? Like, like what do you, I, I feel like that's kind of shady to almost, but I mean, they're both two different are, beings. 
and different styles too. I think he's just saying Oba Femi is everything that you would want like a destroyer character to be. Pretty much well, true. he's trying to say. Like I think he's saying another one of knockouts and three counts jumping in, checking in from Boston. What up, Chris? Uh, but with that said, um, I. I don't know, man. I, I like the match. I think uh, Dragon Lee is going to be money. I think WWE sees that. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie, though, man. Like, obviously, watching everything, as most of us do that watch wrestling, I mean, it's hard for me to see him up in NXT and not think of Roosh and be like, you got to wonder. I know WWE wanted him to come over there, and now you mm-hmm. see what Dragon Lee's doing over there. You got to wonder. You know, like, yeah. how is he feeling about how all that looks? And that's not a shot at AEW and not saying that he didn't make the right decision because the way we hear it, I mean, AEW is dropping big bucks. So at the end of the day, if what we're worried about is taking care of families, my man probably got paid, I'm going to assume. So with that being said, I'm not, I'm sure he's not mad about it, but it's just something I think about when I look at what we've seen with Dragon Lee and NXT. But as far as the match goes, I think it's the perfect person for him to be in there with. I mean, Dragon Lee, I think, is showing what most people who have been watching already kind of knew was coming. Like, he's another guy that I watched a lot of his stuff in Ring of Honor. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like he's only showing what a lot of people who knew when he went there would know what he would do. But I think for Obafemi, um, obviously, I think he's got some stuff that he's got to tighten up because he's so new. But the one thing that you can't deny is that the guy has a presence. Like, Mm -hmm. he walks in there, and and, and he look at him. Yeah. Like, look, he looks like he could beat the shit out of somebody. Like, somebody's got to be, you got to be able to pass a looks test. Okay. Bah, like, I mean, bah. if you think about it, I mean, everybody always talks about like the stereotypical wrestler that Vince used to, you know, pick out. But when you really think about it, there is a such thing as a looks test. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get Joe Blow, who turns it, tunes into wrestling because it's on USA or whatever channel we're talking. And you see some big dude like Obafemi walking in there and throwing people <laughs> around and beating the hell out of people. That'll make you stop and say, oh, shit, who is this guy? You know, I'll but I watching. think it was a good showing for him because I'm glad that he didn't. Again, I say it all the time, but it's I think it's a fair statement when you're talking about developmental. He didn't look like he was like that far behind. Now, obviously, Dragon Lee is very good. I'm mm-hmm. I'm honestly excited to see what we see from him. But I think Obafemi might be one of the crop of those new NIL athletes or whatever, wherever they got him. I know they said in the match that he did uh, track and field and all that stuff. He had to been throwing the damn discus or something. Cause that dude is built like a brick shit house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, that, I mean, that's the great thing with NXT. Um, how, how this is all going to play out, especially leading up to uh, WrestleMania for that. Um, and you know, how, Dragon Lee is going to be on the main roster, so it was a it was a great it was a great match, and um, I think although we all knew the outcome, um, there's kind of like a fine line because sometimes you know the outcome and the match is like everybody everybody just playing their role, like we're cheering for the person that we think is going to or we know that's going to win. The the wrestlers know who's going to win, and they're really not putting as much effort into it. Whereas this is like the met, the the match was a banger, even though we knew what the outcome would be. Which is a good thing. If that if that makes if any of that made sense, it made sense in my head, but I don't know if it made sense. Um, <laughs> uh, but that being said, uh, you, you get it. You, y'all get y'all get me. Um, that brings us to um, our last match. And here we Maybe go. This is this is what we all wanted to talk about. 
Um, yeah, we might, we might be here for a minute. Let's let's talk about it. I, I, I'll, I'll gladly. You can you, you can go, honey. What what you, what you got to say? Main event. Main event. As I said before to you guys, I saw this coming. We've been seeing this gearing up for a while. We've been seeing this boil for a while. We were wondering. I was wondering how mostly it was going to happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was wondering if it was going to be like the like a Bailey situation, like call you out on your BS or, mm-hmm. you know, or the way it happened. Um, I'm glad it happened that way because Trick is going to be a monster heel. He's already been one. Um, I think this is just going to elevate that even more for him to take all the heat. He was very good at taking the heat towards the end of the match and talking his mess to the crowd. I enjoyed that thoroughly. And I enjoyed the fact that it made trick 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 is going to be a star. And the, 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 the pop when he came out was insane. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting this match to be all bloody battered and a little nasty. Uh, that did, that did catch me off guard uh, with Ilya, but Ilya, what else do you expect from uh, wrestling Ilya Dragunov? Because he's one of the most intense, uh, wrestlers they have in NXT right now, or one of the one, probably one of the most intense wrestlers I've seen in a while. Um, mm-hmm. enough, uh, he's, he's definitely going to be, he's definitely proved, Dragunov has definitely proved himself to be a main event player and to, and to be able to stay on top. I mean, I'm surprised he has for such a little guy because not a lot of people, like we said, with the look factor, it, not a lot of people would mark that as a champion, but it's NXT. NXT is about development and, 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 I, and I dig it for him. I know a lot of people were rooting for Trick and wanting Trick to win. I wanted Trick to win. I was literally gripping my couch at the moments where the count outs were like this close towards the end. There was like two or three of them where I was like, oh my God, he has a chance. Oh my God, he has a chance. But, but just believe the hype that is Trick Williams and just get ready for, for Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams to be the one of the biggest slapping matches of the century. Probably or probably just for this year alone in 2024 that we're going to be getting. It's going to be one of the greatest matches we're going to talk about. It's it's already giving me elements of that Becky Charlotte, you mm-hmm. know, that, that former best friend rivalry. Uh, very um, with the betrayal of like Dakota Kai at War Games with Tegan Knox or... Um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, uh, the classic ultimate betrayal where the best friend pretends like he didn't jump you, but he we know he mm-hmm. did. I'm glad they didn't exactly do that because that's what it looked like they were doing. I'm like, I've seen this before, but they did it this way. So I, I'm, I was actually pleased with the way everything turned out. I'm, I do feel terribly for Trick Williams, and but I know he will get his revenge. And Ilya Dragunov is just chilling. <laughs> I guess he's just chilling with the with the title again, and now now it's going to be about who wants it more, and and Mello and Trick are going to have to hash that out amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, MDB triple nine, welcome welcome back. Saying I gotta smoke uh, <coughs> in memory of the Trick Mello gang. Um, yeah, it, was, it was one of those things. Um, it it was a great match. Definitely um, thought Trick was going to take it. Uh, now that I'm playing it out in my head, I actually, whoever decided this outcome is actually a pretty good outcome. I think it was Brock or somebody saying that, um, you know, everybody kind of knew that it was mellow. Um, so it was only a matter of time as far as when. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think I said it earlier on that, you know, when Trick kind of did something to his knee in the first match, I already knew that the knee, like something's going to be, the knee is going to be a whole thing. So great match. I hate, I hate when <laughs> stuff goes south, like, like the, the, the shenanigans. I mean, like, I feel when you play it out as far as psychologically, it's just like, okay. And, and I hope that Mello does one of these vignettes as to why, because it's kind of like, did you, do you believe, like, do you believe that he's getting too big or like, it's kind of, it'd been different trick one and now your jealousy overtakes you. And then, you know, you take him out of the knee. Um, but, or it'd been different trick cost you the first match. So when he did that, like, yes, we knew it was coming, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, what was, cause usually when people do things in anger, there's like, there's always like kind of a reason why mm-hmm. um so that was kind of what you know more on the psychological thing was was hoping but in overall i mean it's leading up to a great wrestlemania weekend period mm-hmm. hands down what do you think Kyle? i mean that match was badass i mean like i, I mean like boza said in the comments and i said earlier man like for it being a match where i think a lot of us kind of thought that uh Mello was going to turn on him. Dude, they had me thinking about two or three times. I'm like, no shit. They might just have him take it anyway, and then Mello might just screw him at Mania. Mm-hmm. You know? And then for it to still play out that way, I mean, I'm be honest. Like, not that I thought that uh, Trick wasn't as good as Mello. It's like it is in any any group. You know? It's like, think about Diesel and Sean. You know? Batista and Triple H with uh, Evolution. I mean, you can go down the list. Yeah, you know, um, mm-hmm. see, there you go. But uh, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> but with that said, uh, you know, you think about you think about groups like that. You always got the one that's looked at as less than, you know. And in this one, I think Mello was the star, obviously, because he had won all the titles and all those things. But dude, when you look at when Trick went up to SmackDown, or even that. Like we've heard in the comments, you look at um, you look at the crowd even there tonight at Vengeance Day, dude. They were going nuts. There were legit "fuck you" mellow chants yes. in that place. People yes. were pissed. Trick is a baby face. He's gonna be a big star for NXT. And like I was saying earlier in the show, I just think that this is gonna boil down to them fighting at WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania, uh, Stand and Deliver. And I think after WrestleMania, Carmelo will go up to the main roster, and then Trick is going to be the man down in NXT for a while. Again, just more proof of how healthy things have been since HPK and Sean, or you know what, our or if it's just Sean, whoever, who knows. But uh, mm-hmm. either way, it just proves why a healthy NXT is so. Um, valuable for WWE because not only does it cultivate who you have coming up, it also makes a place for the people who aren't necessarily doing something on the main roster. Like I'm be honest, man, I wouldn't be mad if we saw a lot of people come back down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this match and what we saw from Baron Corbin earlier in the night with uh Ron breaker, I, I just think that those things are things that we could see in the future. Plus, that also will make for more good feuds for Trick 
going forward out of WrestleMania. But as far as this match, I mean, uh, I agree with your point earlier about Ilya to a degree uh, with him being a little bit smaller. But from what I've seen and having been there and seen him live, like that guy's deceptively big. He might not be as tall as Trick, but dude, he's a stocky, stumpy little dude. So like, I mean, he's he's thick guy. So, you know, it's like you hear facts and he looks like he's beating the shit out of people. And that was another (laughs) thing that I liked about the match is that both guys got busted up a little bit. I think that's something that's missing a lot of the time, especially when we're talking about um, world title matches. Like, I mean, it's supposed to be a war in there. You're supposed to be going, you know, when you're going for the title, it's supposed to be like the ultimate goal. So to see that um, element of the match, that's something I hope that we can continue to see more with WWE. I mean, I know they don't show blood like they used to, but Mm -hmm. I think especially in this match, I think it, it helped the overall story that they were telling in the ring of just the drag out wars, because that's happened quite. That was, I mean, that was definitely real blood. I would say it was, but even if it it wasn't flying out his nose, right? Not to mention, I mean, even if it wasn't the fact that we don't get to see it enough, I mean, Mm. I'm, I'm again, I still feel like it added, uh, for what we'll see going forward. But I mean, I, I think it was a badass match. I tweeted it out while it was going. I mean, for it being so earlier in the earlier in the year, watch when we get to the end of the match, end of the year matches at NXT 2024, and I think that that's going to be one of them that's in it for sure. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, <coughs> it's a good. It's great position to great great place as far as watching wrestling now where we are right now. I think you know, um, and not to get too political, but I think when everything kind of happened with Vince. Was it two summers ago? It all seemed like a blur. But when it initially happened, um, you know, there's that era prior to that where it was just kind of like there's a very big difference between NXT and the main roster. And now, you know, NXT is mm. able to tell these stories and it's actually flowing into the main roster. And it's also okay now. Because remember when we had some people from the main roster go down to NXT and it was frowned upon? Um, now we're having people, you know, it's, it's becoming more fluid. And that's a good place to be in. Um, and I, yeah, I, I never understood why they why they made it made it that way in the first place because it you have to it it when with guys like Triple H and Shawn Michaels they love long term long term storytelling we love long term storytelling for those who were around in the good old days you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying like it's just it's just it's just natural to do it that way because it makes it more organic and then you allow the, the the superstars to become superstars you 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 give you give them the the space and freedom to to uh create something out of themselves and and give give them some work and and look at how far it's coming we got the you got the rock sands i mean unfortunately cora jay's injured but if she was in this situation right now she would have please lord knows where this ple would have gone or the mm-hmm. rumble you know what i'm saying but but even still, it, it's the way they set up each and every match tonight was absolutely done so well that each story at the end of by the end of each match, you were you were telling the story and you got it at the end. If you've been watching, of course, right. but you, you understood and you could see and foreshadow all the other opportunities and other ways that the story can unfold by the end of the year going into next year. Like it's quite <laughs> something quite something um okay uh 
we we still talking about the main event because I, I, I anybody noticed that little vignette that happened in between there where we just gonna like pretend that didn't happen. Oh yeah, I didn't, where I didn't, where didn't, there was right. there was a little vignette in there with some words about a man with three faces or something like that. Does anybody did anybody catch that? I saw. Like, oh. I I didn't okay. think to talk about that, but yeah, I know what you're talking about when they had the words come up like in the. Uh, Typing. Well, with that said, who do you think I, it is then? I wrote. I mean, I wrote. I wrote down the words because I saw a screenshot of it and I wanted to make sure I caught it and read it. But it says, it said, man has a man has three faces: one the world sees, one his family sees, and the real one no one sees but reflects the evil he truly possesses. Oh, I saw that, but I thought it was. I didn't think it was part of NXT. I thought it was like just some random. It is. Like, it is definitely part of NXT. Yeah. Someone is coming. Someone is coming, and it's and, and I couldn't help but but throw this in there. But when I looked up the quote, I just googled it. It mm. it has a Japanese poetic background. Mm. Dylan says he thinks it could be evil. That'd be an interesting one. I would not be mad at that if it happened. I would be surprised. But I, I'm hearing, here's the thing: uh, I'm hearing, oh. I'm hearing all kinds of things, including those. Okada and Julia. The only thing is, though, Okada and Julia. Though I just don't know that that like neither one of those, from what I've seen, are like dark characters. So unless right. they're gonna like completely right. change that, that That's doesn't what I necessarily too. like. That doesn't necessarily fit them to me. Like, I would love for it to be Okada because, I mean, look, no slapping at AEW. That's not at all what I'm doing. But let's face it. You want the bigger platform. And especially with WWE's global expansion, it's another thing I've talked about on our show a bunch. Okada versus, okay, let's just say uh, Shinsuke in (laughs) Japan, Tokyo Dome. Like, if that doesn't sell money, like, I don't know. So Take uh, my money. Take it. Exactly Take my point. My uh, my okay, that's another name I'd like to see come back to NXT to my earlier point, Shinsuke, too. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that I see Okada or Julia being it because that seemed like a darker... I don't uh, know who it could be. I just wanted to throw it out there and just see if anybody remembered seeing that. But it definitely was part of NXT, and somebody's coming. What if they brought Okada in, like, Muda? Okay, that would be interesting. But oh would you think that I don't think they do that though? Because think about it, Okada's like the the baby face, pretty boy guy from Japan at this point. I think if they did like the, I don't know that they would change him that drastically to a great Muda. Although great Muda is badass in my book. Yeah. <laughs> um, both the same chase you calendars for sale. I mean, oh yeah, the chase. Oh, I, I have a feeling Ted and, and Kyle they're gonna get those calendars. Uh, oh lord, oh my god, Thea Hale like having a heart attack when old boy showed up at the table was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Lexus, Lexus King is another one who's got who's like getting on people's He's, nerves. Hell I yeah! I kind of, as in my, is it me or do I like just dig the heels? I really like heels, but I kind of dig him. I don't know why, but I Lexus just, I King love, is going to be money. I, I Lexus King is going to be money. And why do I feel like they kind of like ribbon on Jericho a little bit? Because he gives me they older, probably are. He gives me, but he gives I mean me Jericho vibes. 
but more annoying and not as they probably are but i won't go into like super depth with it but my number one thought with lexus king is i feel like the same way like the last time i was on here we were talking about jade i think Mm -hmm. lexus king is going to be another one of those guys that tony khan let go and wwe scooped up that he's gonna be he's gonna be upset about not that he may have thought that at the time but i think brian pillman jr or lexus king is going to be one of the first guys of many that will eventually see which we saw this back in the day like you mentioned with the attitude era where you'd see a guy go from wcw to go to wwf and then he was a much bigger star or a guy in wwf who didn't do anything and then they pushed him big in wcw i think lexus king is going to be one of those that is going to benefit from getting to have that tv experience with uh Mm -hmm. aw and then now to come over to wwe and get that ww like get the wwe on them that's the only way to really put it because it's an undeniable fact that once wrestlers whether it be a male female whatever the case be wrestles with wwe they have that that experience to where they know that they can hold their own look at case in point with what we're seeing right now with the nick nemeth who is over there in tna talk about trinity going back and forth between uh wwe and tna like you know what i mean like they they already know that they are going to be like up here because they've done all that stuff with wwe and i think this is going to be one of the first ones that's going to be like the opposite where like AEW kind of like groomed him to kind of get him up there because let for those that weren't paying attention Brian Pillman Jr. Alexis King was also doing his thing with MLW for a while with the Hart Dynasty with Davey Boy Smith and all of them as well. So AEW wasn't the only place he was at. So I feel like the combination of the different places that we've already seen that and now him to come over here to WWE, I think he's going to be money. By the time he gets ready to where they want to put him, right. By the time they put him to the main roster, I think he's going to be another one they're going to plug in. And again, just another example of how the new NXT is kind of really setting things up good for them. Uh, With that being said, uh, thank you again, Kyle, for uh, joining us. Um, And, you know, everybody who watches your podcast for coming over. But for folks who don't, where can they find you and all the good things? You can find us every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all the podcast platforms at Knockouts and Three Counts. Um, Right now, we're getting ready for uh, Circle Six's return to Detroit, going to be at Harpo's February 18th. This past week, I was joined by Dale Patrick's, had a dope conversation with him. Um, got to talk a little bit about having diverticulitis in the deathmatch world. We were also joined by Kevin Gill. Uh, formerly a GCW, going to be on the commentary with Circle Six, talked about David Arquette and Nick Gage and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, this week, we are going to be joined, I think, by the brother of another past guest, Atticus Kogar, uh, and Otis Kogar Kogar will be joining us this week, and hopefully fresh off of his win last night for the UFC, Charles Energy Johnson will be joining us as well at making a debut on the show, so you never know what you got coming from knockouts and three counts, and we got uh, the fights down at the Motor City Soundboard, too, so we're all over the place. All over the place. And, honey, where can everybody find you? Everybody can find me on the gram or here with Women's Wrestle Talk. Um, I'm usually on Mondays and Fridays covering over SmackDown, recaps, reactions, all kinds of stuff. I have also a TikTok and a YouTube, Wrestling with Honey, on all of those platforms. There it is. And you can follow me on everything at TK Chainedan. Uh, I make said sure his you name is 
Uh, <laughs> make sure you check out all our social media at WW Talk Pod. Uh, we're dropping um, a feature every day for the month of February for Black History Month. Um, so definitely check that out. Today was uh, Casey Lennox. Um, so if you don't know who she is, go check out our page, social media, website, all that good stuff. Uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much for joining. Definitely leave in the comments on YouTube and uh, if you're listening to us on our audio platform, what you thought of this pay-per-view. Um, like I said, 2024 wrestling-wise, as far as these PLEs and these pay-per-views across the board promotion-wise, um, is going to be a very, very great year. And I'm really excited to be covering all of it and talking to you guys about it as well. So thank you guys so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao, y'all. Yeah. Now I'm going to go off. <laughs> this is Shayna, the Queen of Spades, Baszler, and you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk. Women's Wrestling Talk, the 